Hello everyone, and welcome to another Harvard Review. It's been a while since I've done one of these my own, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I hope I can remember how to go about it. Yeah, the last, uh, how long has it been? It's been about a month or so, at least, more than that. Every stream I've done has been with someone else. So, here I am on my own, talking about a movie. Let's, let's see how that goes. Uh, right, um, you probably noticed yesterday, uh, oh, there you are on it, um, Never wanted to be a good review. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's Oliver on. Good to see you, mate. <clears throat> the chat's filling up tonight already. But is this like an anticipated stream or something? <laughs> People gonna turn up from all over the show. Right, so as you know, Chris very kindly sent me um a Blu-ray, completely unexpected. If you know uh, major problems getting hold of this movie when it came out, the distribution just decided to not sell their distribution arm of the company that serviced Europe and the UK. So they um, <laughs> they just scuttled their own movie before it even started. Absolute madness that the decision these uh, studios make. Right, and then when it came out, at, I'm the warm-up back. All right, am I the fluffer? Is that the way it is? Right, I'm the fluffer. Good to, good to know. Good to know have some sort of function in the world. But am I management potential? That is the question. Right. Uh, yeah, so this movie was doomed before it began. Uh, they completely screwed it up in terms of distribution. Like a simple thing of tried and tested uh, method of getting movies out. They can't get it right. They're just the morons that work in movie studios and just this absolute clump of dopey bastards. Let's just put it like that. They are stupid. Can't do their jobs. Their meritocracy is gone. We can't even get a movie out. So anyway, I didn't get to see this when it came out. Long story short, didn't get to see this when it came out. Because of stupidity, I lost interest. So I didn't even try to see it when it came out in streaming. And then lo and behold, uh, yeah, yesterday. Was it yesterday or Friday? I'm losing track. No, it was yesterday. God. Yesterday, I uh, got a random package of the post, and it's like, holy crap, right? Um, so, of course, I did the unboxing yesterday. You can check it out, and uh, Chris Perry kindly sent me uh, the Blu-ray. So, only right that I stick it on and review it. Now, this has been one of the um, polarizing movies. But then everything's polarizing today, so it doesn't really mean anything. People either hate it or love it. And if you love it, you're a dick. And if you hate it, you're a dick. And blah, 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 blah. Um... Even growing up, the school playground had more mature politics in it. Their uh, group rivalries and shenanigans going on than today on the internet. Like, I'm, I keep thinking to myself, right, these are kids on the internet. They're 12-year-olds. That's that's the only way that I can rationalize in my mind, the way people talk about stuff. But no, they're, they're fully grown adults in their 30s, 40s, and above, which is fucking scary. Need to say anything, but let's go. Um, this is going to be a really frustrating review, like proper frustrating, because the bones of a great movie were right there. Uh, let's start off right. It looks amazing, apart from a couple of the main things that should have looked great, but they don't. But the set piece, the the demeanor itself, the internal, you know. 
the inside of the meter, like you really do feel you're on a ship. Even the ocean part looks really good. Like you get the whole sense. It's not a CGI boat on a CGI sea. Like you feel like you're on a ship. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, the set piece, we start off with the initial, it's on the docks in Romania. They're looking for extra hands. And that's where we meet uh, Clemens because, oh, they've race swapped Clemens, by the way. We'll come to that later because actually it's not an issue at the start of this movie. He's just another, well, not really, because it just, the camera light, you may as well just got spotlights to go, here's the main character. Like you're getting beaten over the head of this. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be one of these movies. <laughs> um, which is just stupid because they've actually cobbled themselves. Um, oh, by the way, the the director, Andre Overdahl, he did Troll Hunter, which is the only found footage movie I like. And he did the autopsy of Jane Doe. So this guy can make good movies. So I have a funny film. It's the, the writers. Oh, no, sorry, we don't... I've actually forgotten this already. I only watched it yesterday. No, we'll start off with the ship crashing. Um, I had to go and research the book again because I was scratching my head because the Demeter crashes off with B Bay. And if you're familiar with the UK, that's way up in the north. Like, and you're talking about the North Sea and the Demeter was heading for London. Like, to go that far off course uh, was a stretch. But it turns out in the book, that's where it crash landed. And I was going... Bloody hell, did they not even get that right? And you get the you get the bobbies there. They're going down to the shore. They're investigating the ship. And you, you see one of the young lads is retching, you know, from what he's seen inside. And he's like, can't go in there again. Here's a scene that really pissed me off. And this has nothing to do with it. It's just the the young police officer, the, the young constable has the ship's log in his grasp. Now it's bucking and down rain. And they're not, they've knocked the, the the inspector up, and he's come down. And he said, oh, give that to me. Opens the book in the rain, and the rain's pouring down from his hat. And of course, it's to get the effect of water dripping in the ink. And you're like, who does that? What the hell are you going to solve right there, right now, opening a book written in quill and ink in the fucking rain? And I just, I just said my OCD. Like, my OCD meter just went, bing! Just um, and near broke it. Um, not even three minutes in, swear at the TV, going fucking close up, but get that under your coat. What are you doing? Ah, uh, sometimes the do dramatic stuff, and the uh, you could have just looked at the cover and then oh, quickly under the coat. Never could have progressed, but no, we had this elongated scene of. Open the book, which has given me the impression that this, because it's based on a chapter, right? There's just a chapter in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Now I don't have it, unfortunately, anymore. But um, the book itself is that thick. It's not a huge. It's a novel. It's a. It's not a huge book, and it's only a chapter of the. And Bram Stoker's Dracula is written a bit. It's not a traditional novel. <laughs> it's written a bit like Call of Cthulhu. It's done through first-hand accounts of letters. And logs and so forth. So it's that style of writing. 
so that's this chapter is taken just from the the captain's log when he talks about seeing strange things, etc. Um, so straight away you're padding out to make a movie out of this. Uh, bit of a strange choice. You may as well have just done Dracula again, but then again, the way this movie turns out, maybe better than. So yeah, we'll get that whole thing start off with the, the tail of the head, what happens, and then we'll go to Romania where they're loading. They're looking for um three crew hands to get the stuff back, excuse me. <coughs> and this is where we meet um Reastrop Clements and the you know, he may as well have been sparkling. He may as well put a sparkling cook I'm the main character, because that's the way I've set him up. But they're lining up the, you know, because this is the way things are done, just right. I need three, three men for the ship, you know, and he turns up and goes, I'm a ship's doctor. He's like, no, need crew hands. And then they did this whole thing of looking at his hands, so you're soft hands and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Um, what English man wants to go back to England, sort of thing. Um, just making, and you know, he's getting on the ship because you've already had the like the spotlight, so you know, he's getting on the ship. So this is all filler, and it's just annoying. They could have just saved a lot of time in the month, right? Oh, we need a ship's doctor. Boom. But no, that this whole thing um dragged out. So they picked three other crew members. They're loading up uh the ship. And of course the crates, if you know the eleven crates from uh Vlad's castle, Count Dracula's castle comes. And of course one of the the deckhands who just hired sees the dragon crest and then he freaks out and the captain's wee lad um of course just happens to be underneath <clears throat> the thing is about to fall and of course clemens dives and superhero to save him because that's how he gets on the ship can you just went oh when the ship's doctor boom done no 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 i had this whole dramatic like this guy may as well just wink at the camera i told you to get on you know that's the way they've uh phrase them so you're gonna dislike them anyway so when stuff comes on later you're just like because it's so on the knuckle and it's not um it's not andre's style this is not his style of movie so i'm calling studio interference and stupidity because he normally makes good tight dramas and you can see that he's trying to do it and you can see something else is being shoved in through this movie because, like I said, everything was right, and when we actually get onto the ship itself and underway, the tension, the dramas are the crew and the play, you know, it all has sort of trademarks on the movie. And then you've got this random crap that just pops up now and again. You're like, what the hell is this? So, I need to say, fluff, 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 onto the ship they go. When one of the crates drops, you will see the earth fall out because the earth and the homeland thing. Fair enough. That's, you know... Who's this movie aimed for? Did you need that explained? That, you know, it's... It was enough for the Dragon Crest. We know it's Dracula. If you're familiar with the story before you even start, you know it's Dracula. There's a reveal later on when he opens... Because, of course, you're going to open the crates. They're from the whole land. It could have been, but no... You couldn't wait. They shot the road early. Oh, that's your from the homeland. And nobody, you know, uh, really annoying. And this is where I find frustrating about the movie. It's a 
stupid stuff. Busy treating the audience like morons. That's what I hate about these sort of movies. When you've got that sort of those sort of scenes put in to treat you like you're an idiot. Because this sort of movie isn't for the casual, I want to go see a horror movie, a Halloween sort of person. This is somebody who's invested in the Dracula story, who wants to see this tale told. That That's the audience this is for. So therefore, there's going to be no surprises. And I think you need to be aware of that when you're adapting stuff like this. You're not, you're not there to put your own stamp on it. You're not to remake the wheel. You're not there to make your own name great by, oh, this is my take on the tale. No, you, just a faithful adaptation and do the best you can and make it a sign. That's all you have to do. And guess what? People will laud you for it. I refer once again to Peter Jackson. If you want that, if you want an example of that, just he is still lauded to this day. And next week, um, oh, by the way, Return of the King turned 20 years old today. And next week we're covering it. So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's going to be a fun one. But there you go, 20 years later, still being lauded. And he didn't put his stamp on it, you know, or retail it. He just stuck to what was there. It's really not hard to please the audience. Honestly, I, I don't get why these people do this silly shit. Because it doesn't add anything, and all it does is wind you up. And then that's why this thing, people automatically feel they have to launch this defense because it's the internet. And oh, somebody in that gang says it in negative, so therefore I must jump to this defense and probably not even watched it. Or if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to parrot it. You know, that's that's the sort of people that get involved in those, that sort of stupidity. Like I said, I enjoy the characters. Uh, the ship's crew, we got to meet them. We got the setting of the uh, the ship. The whole thing they made, oh, that was another thing. The whole thing about the knocking, you know, that on the deck and stuff, right? They made a big thing about that in the trailer. We get no payoff for that. There is no rhyme, the reason, or whatever. I sort of mentioned briefly at the end of each watch and shift. But there's no like different knocks for whatever you know it's just a jumbled mess here is an idea see instead of the crap at the beginning spend a bit of time on that and actually show it you know being done throughout the ship and then being used um tuesday we're talking about alien and here's an example of a ship's crew because the alien movie could have been set on a sailing ship as much as the Nostromo, because it's the same sort of claustrophobic um, atmosphere. And they did a better job of communicating and actually actively going about it. There's a formula that could have followed for this, but instead of it being a xenomorph, it could have been Dracula. Just saying. There's, there's more than enough templates out there of good storytelling that you can adapt. But the just throw all this random shade in which doesn't uh doesn't add anything i called it when i saw the trailer i'm like this is this is looks like it's made for the cw uh <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a cw show and i wasn't half wrong because we'll get into this um when does she appear uh they hear something in the crates, they open it up, 
and they're just girl in one of the coffins, you know, and she's buried up there facing dirt, but she's still alive. And then the whole discussion of throw her overboard because blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, um, I'm going to save her. Clemens jumps in because he may as well be wearing a cape and his underpants outside at this point because that's the way they're friggin' setting up. He's in every scene and every conversation and uh, I'm just, you know, when you get that sort of rubbing you the wrong way, I'm just, I was just waiting for it. I'm just written for the race stuff because that's, that's what they're setting you up for. And uh, yeah. So she gets pulled out and no explanation, no talk, uh, she was in the fever. And of course, Clemens like, I'll give her a blood transfusion because that works. Like blood type, <laughs> blood types work and that's not an issue. And the hygiene, because just whack it in. Not even a bit of adding. Like they had adding in the 1790s, they had adding. So not even a bit of adding on the thing, just shove it in there, a big rubber tube and you're like, yeah, that's that's the way it works, of course. Um, and then it gets worse later on because everyone has a go at different people. I was like, <laughs> believe it or not, I actually already have Renfield because I had to buy that Blu-ray because that's an amazing movie. <laughs> Nicholas Cage from the boat that ship would have been brilliant. Do you know what? That would have been so much fun like uh a Renfield's you know Nicholas Cage's Dracula run the boat the Demeter and that's it ah oh, that would have been fun for a scene but I mean bloody expensive just for a quick shot um that's still my favorite recent movie of all time like I've watched that I don't know how many times now and I'm still laughing at it it's just such a brilliant movie but I anyway, made back with this well, we'll get that whole thing with her, and then uh, Craig's having a night, and of course, you bastards, you kill the dog. Uh, you kill the Toby, what's the wee guy's name? Toby, yeah, the wee, the wee boy. His dog, of course, starts growling and hears something, and of course, we get that, you know, in the background. But it wasn't even enough to have all the livestock for the voyage and of course it's get, it gets wiped out in one fell swoop i'm sorry i'm you know i'm no vampire lore master but they're showing rabbit destruction for the sake of rabbit destruction so it turns out like we'll see this girl she's obviously been put in the crate for the journey a snack so how did they only pack one peasant girl and then need the like and it's not even because I hate the way they do this with the vampire movies blood's everywhere and you're like you're a hungry vampire why are you going to take a it's like just taking a bite out of random things and not finishing your meal like if you're going to suckle on a pig you may as well just drain one pig and then save the rest for later on this is where the sake of trying to get a scare for the sake of trying to get one doesn't fit in with the tense atmosphere of the story you're trying to tell. This is where it sort of devolves into farce. 
So of course we'll have to get the scene where all the livestock is completely annihilated. Like even the chickens. Um just whatever. Then the crew members start going missing. You know, this is kind of the way the movie goes, you know. Do they see him, do they not see him? Oh my god, this has to be the worst looking Dracula ever. I mean, it's it looks like Gollum, right? It looks like a really bad rendered Gollum. And it looks proper CGI. Um like terrible. And even one of the uh like when they go and start opening all the crates and they're filled with earth. Only one peasant girl, by the way, for the whole journey. And the villagers willingly give over. It turns out they willingly give over because when she she's a plot device, she wakes up to explain what's going on. And uh, yeah, he only he only packs one for the journey. And funny enough, he doesn't rip her throat out straight away. He he's been munching on her like steadily throughout the voyage. But then he needs to eat every animal and then work his way through the crew. And once again, he's. He's only he's not draining them dry, you know what I mean? He's not like having a good meal <clears throat> and pacing himself. It just doesn't the book would have been uh I I, sh... I don't know, I should have got the book again and reread it before doing this. To reread those notes. Because I know they were talking about stuff but the at the end of the day it was a rampage you know Dracula just wiped the ball out on one go at the end of the day um it was brutal that was the whole point and they did well at the start you know I mean the idea of the ship crashing and the scene on board and they didn't show it to you which was useful because you get the you have to fill in the blanks of the horror which is decent enough. But yeah, they um kind of struggle more to go. Because there's a lot of there ends up just being a lot of filler in this. Because what can you do with a, a story that he basically goes about wahaha and then after they find the, the animals and stuff, they don't think at that point when they have a full crew to go searching the ship. Um yeah, it just uh, the think it's rabies, and uh, one of the crew member then turns, and he starts um, going about like a zombie, and then he burns up in the sun. At that point, that like they're still, it's only until like the last act of the movie they said, right, this let's make a plan to try and capture this thing and go hunting, and they even go through his. Like all the crates, and that's what I said. They only pack one, and then they find the one with his cane. Because why would he pack his cane in the thing with dirt? That's that's what annoys me about the way they portray this Dracula. Because he would have that in a separate. If he had, if he has a land in the dirt of his homeland, he would do it in his vampire form. But he would have all his nice clothes and stuff in a in a dresser because he's still, you know aristocrat so to speak and a sense of style and that's the whole point of Dracula 
uh that's it's not the inhuman monsters the seductive side of him which is the dangerous part you become a willing participant um yeah this just goes on and on and they're dancing about and of course to do the splitting up and going off in their own thing and then wahaha dracula gets some it's just um like i said it was you'd lost any sense they had a bit at the beginning of them being on board but then you kind of lose that because everyone starts just doing silly things and you lose involvement in the crew because they don't really they just act incompetently and sailors back in the day were tough they're not like today sailors um like to go on an open mass rig and sail in the unknown and trust nothing but the stars and all that kind of you know i mean you you had to be pretty robust so sailors weren't people at this era they weren't people to mess with plus as well they had to be ready because of parrots and everything you know it was just you know you're a different sort of person i would actually argue the fact that originally like uh sort of nelson's navy and that were tougher than maybe the army I would say they had a tougher just with the conditions. And then obviously technology, as it always does, you know, softened everything. But these they were acting like a bunch, you know they were acting like a bunch of wimps, but they hadn't encountered what it was. I can understand them falling to pieces and encountering Dracula himself, but when they thought it was a stowaway or something, or in rabies, you know what I mean. They would have been ready to tear whatever it was apart, but it didn't happen. Um, then the bit that really, as it goes on, then we have Clements give this weird speech just in the middle of everything to the captain. He's all like, I was educated in... Uh, the first black man to be educated in Cambridge, and do you know what? Nobody would employ me as a doctor, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, all right, it's one of these freaking movies, and it's an American company. He's made it, and it's an American actor pretending to be English, etc. And no idea about the British class system. We have enough problems here with the class system, and if you understand that, it just makes his story bullshit. Because if I had to pick like University of Hull or something, but even then, at that time, to get into the university and come train the doctor, you'd need a sponsor. You don't just rock up. This is sort of the American attitude of. 20th no 21st century of you know i got my college degree sort of thing um that didn't happen back then if you weren't part of the nobility or like upper middle class you didn't go to university and you definitely didn't become a doctor that's why um god what was that there's an insurance company that was basically originally started for cleric clerics and medics because they were like the top tier and you did not get into that circle unless you were part of the aristocracy so for some black man to just randomly turn up without being nobility himself not saying it didn't happen but you didn't get in there unless you were nobility and definitely not the cambridge and if you came out of cambridge with a degree it didn't matter whether you're black blue purple pink or 
green. If you had that, oh, I went to Cambridge and I am a qualified doctor, doors would open for you. End of story. So this is just 21st century modern day bullshit just inserted for absolutely no reason because they weren't even, you know, I mean, he was treated as part of the crew, he got on, and it's just this, they were just, you knew the direction to bring it up. <clears throat> and that's what makes this just fucking boring because there's no need for it. It's not that type of movie. And they just had to put that crap into it out of context, wrong time, wrong, you know, I mean, wrong situation, everything else. And it just makes no sense. And it's just thrown in because somebody had to take a box to get a Hollywood contract to get this thing distributed. And they didn't even get it distributed properly because Universal are morons. Um, there you go. There's my rant on that. I was waiting for it since the first um, first scene where we saw Clements. Just the way they were framing it and the way they were using the dialogue. You're just waiting for it to come up. Because they were etching at it, you know, and you're like, do you know what? If you had spent half your effort on making a compelling story, then um, and actually a bit of tension, you might have done better. And then you might have got your message across. But now nah, that, that's the problem with this activism, activism stuff. It's only a veneer to hide mediocrity. You know, it's the people that preach it don't believe it. They really don't. They just, it's just the words to say to use a sword and shield to cover their own crap because they're just hacks, a lot of them. And it's obvious with this movie. You can see that they were trying to tell one story and then all this guff has been thrown in just randomly. So there's there's two set there's two sets going on here and um just the way this movie went out, you can tell there's problems. So blah blah blah, it goes on, they try to um capture Dracula, it doesn't work. Who was the chef? Um Joseph, right, Joseph tries to get off the ship. He, he drops onto one of the lifeboats and sails away. And, of course, Dracula flies over and decides to pick him off and then pushes the boat back for no reason, just to make sure nobody survives. And, yeah, it just gets silly. And Anna, the, the girl, the, the snack... You know, I mean, the, the in-flight meal. <laughs> she won't shut up the whole way. You know, I mean, she doesn't speak for about five minutes. And then she gets her voice, she won't shut up through this entire movie. Oh, they do this and they do that. And you're like, yeah, I know your exposition, but shut up. She adds nothing to the plot. Apart from her heroic death at the end, you know, because she's been turned into a vampire. Um, yeah. God, it was um, tricky. But guess who? Guess who survives? You know, because I mean? this plays out as is meant to. Except Clemens survives. He gets off in a better uh, raft or a better wood or something, floats ashore, um, landing on the English Channel into London. And this, but I had to check this out because at the start it says this, like I said, it ends up in Whitby, and I'm like. How the hell does boat end up in Whitby? That makes no sense. They get through the English, you know, for the route they were going, and then they have the whole bit. Just you're seeing the cliffs of Dover. 
oh, we're hitting the English shore. And you're like, there's no way that would have made it through. It would have to have happened right in the um, That's about about apparently in the book it does land just below Whitby, but you're like, there's no way that just sailed through the the English Channel. One of the even back then, one of the busiest straits of water, and then go all the way around up to the North Sea. Uh, I really am uh, struggling with that one. Like I said, I would need to go back a little bit again and see, did they go... Because this came from Romania, and it went obviously through the Mediterranean, and they mentioned... Um, God, what was it? The Strait of... But basically, you know, they mentioned parts of it, so it goes through the Mediterranean, south of France, you know, that way. So there's no way they're coming in from the north of the North Sea to hit Whitby, but it just doesn't make sense. If the ship got ship you know no crew and just on its own volition would not get up there without crashing in something first uh the english channel is not a nice stretch of water but there you go that suppose that's where you're supposed to drop i never thought about that before to be honest it was a detail in the book i never really thought about it's only because this movie annoyed me like i've had this conversation a hundred times if you like a movie you forgive a lot of things if a movie starts rubbing you up the wrong way, then you start looking into all the details and you're like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. And that bit was like, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. If you got to get an atlas out, have a nose out. And if you understand the, the sort of ocean that surrounds the, the British Isles, um, not a pleasant place, especially if you're heading further up north um, towards the North Sea, you're, you're just asking for trouble. Um, a ship to make it that far and then crash where it crashed just doesn't make sense. It would have already been wiped out well before that. So I'll need to look at the book because I'm pretty sure it followed the same direction because if you're going from Romania, like, unless you're going up through the Russian Barrack Straits, which would be a bit of a crazy journey, I don't I don't see it how it happened. So maybe that's a bit of a fluff up in Bram Stoker's part. Should have got his he should have got his map out and uh, thought about things a bit better because um like if I had a crash in Kent or somewhere it would have made more sense or on the cliffs itself. But hey oh yeah. But Clement survives, which you would, because that's the way this movie's framed. I was so obvious and boring and tedious, that aspect of it. This isn't the movie you bring the race stuff into. There's loads of stories if you want to talk about race stuff. You bring in two, but not this. And plus, ships, crews, especially privateers, where every, you know I mean, got picked up on a port, so it was whoever was on the port. That is not spectacular. Um, Yeah, whatever, you know, 2023, you have to, you have to shove this stuff in and you have to make these points because, yeah, that's, you have to show your virtue. I always worry about people who feel they have the shoulder of virtue. You know, the ones that have to tell you how nice a person they are, you kind of have to look at them sideways and go, really, are you? What what, what scans have you got in your closet? Who's chained up in your basement sort of thing? You know, I always, especially their behavior, it just makes me think, yeah, okay, whatever. But yeah, Clemens ends up in London. He's sitting in a, he's decided he's going to hunt Dracula himself, so 
he's now busy taking over the role of Van Helsing. Because, yeah, why not? Why not just have him as a, like I said, he may as well wear a cape and his underpants outside throughout this movie. This, it was a Clements movie. <laughs> um, then we got this weird knock-knock, you know, as if the ship and Dracula's sitting across the bar from him. And, of course, Dracula's sitting, like, CGI Dracula face. Because, obviously, they couldn't find a, an actor, I think, the... Dracula in his human form is meant to be seductive, imposing, you know, an aristocrat. So many people fawn themselves over. That's the whole lure of him. And then you see Monster Dracula, but they just have him going around with CGI. He may as well have had his wings, you know, wearing a suit and his wings fucking tucked in. It was, whatever. And then it's set up for the sequel. Um, he's now chasing after Dracula. By the way, he's no weapons. He's he hasn't done any research, so he's not carrying stakes or anything. He's just gonna run after him with a wee book. This thing that wiped out his entire crew of the ship he was serving on, and nobody had a chance, and they had guns and they had swords and everything. But yeah, he's just gonna chase after him. And Dreadle knows he's doing it, so yeah, there's no element of surprise. Yeah, that was it. That was the end of the movie. Friggin' annoying, honestly. This had so much potential to be a great, uh, great movie because it looked good. Honestly, it looked good. Apart from Dracula, everything else looked good. Like that's what they really screwed up was the uh, the, the CGI Dracula. It looked awful. If you want to see another film by comparison, check out Blood Vessel. Uh, we reviewed it. I need to go back and see way early on in the channel. We reviewed it years ago. Um, this blood vessel was set during World War II, the end of World War II, and a group of survivors from a Royal Navy ship that was sank um, end up floating and finding a you know a Nazi research vessel, and there's three vampires on board, and it's thirty days of night type vampires, and it's there are costumes, and this was um, this is a movie for Shudder. This was made by Universal, I think. This is a movie for Shudder, and their costumes and makeup and special effects are so much better. And this is a full studio. Like this was forty five million. This cost. Let me actually let me look up Blood Vessel. Blood Vessel made in 2019. And it doesn't tell you shit. No, it was because made straight for video on demand. So they're very um they're very coy about the cost of stuff when it's made video on demand. But there's a there's a straight um VOD film about vampire, effectively a Dracula character on a ship. And they were terrifying. I mean, they were really good. The costumes and that, and the the sinister aspect of them, and even the the young girl vampire, the the actress that played her, was brilliant. And you had a mixed crew of all sorts, and the the played with the you know they the used the language at the time. Here's another thing that gets me, right? That movie Blood Vessel. They used the language, you know, they used 20th century sort of language, 1930s. They used the inflections and intonations. 
This is just 2023. There is no attempt whatsoever to use the language and intonations of the day. So lazy. You know, they may as well have been on the cruise ship. They may as well have just had a car driving up. It was just that sort of, you know, uh, thing. But hey-ho. Uh, they like to take vampires or alien creatures can't be defeated by cross or garlic. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but the traditional vampire, and this is, um, I've talked about this before. In fact, that's why, um, after we finish a nominee, um, Cameron Adam and I were going to look at the original Universal Monsters. There's something about the original Fairy Tales, and believe it or not, and I'm not a Christian, but the whole religious aspect of it is fascinating the spiritual aspect of it and the the needing you know having to go through certain rituals and finding out what works and what doesn't it's a tale as old as time and it works this is where they started screwing up and you know my complaint about the modern monster they don't know Dracula's not Dracula anymore a vampire's not a vampire a werewolf's not a werewolf a zombie's not a zombie it's this homogenous mess and because there's even a cross here and it didn't you know didn't phase it was briefly toby had it um but he you know had no effect on him and you're like that's not the point the point was how do you defeat yourself or sorry how do you protect yourself against it and then if you remember Bram Stoker's Dracula, the, the opening the, the village in Romania, they all have the garlic bulbs and the, you know, hanging from the door, and it's a strange tradition, and people don't know why. Um, God, it wasn't Mansfield. Who was it? God, I'm showing my age. I've haven't watched these in ages. I need to revisit all this. But um, yeah, when I start asking, it's you know from folklore. But folklore, where does folklore come from? Where does all this stuff happened? Um, etc etc you know it's all fascinating and why why mess with that you know use your imagination create a new creature that's the beauty of horror and that's the beauty of monsters you can go mental you can go nuts and you can create anything and you can create out of any lore there's a whole world out there of lore you can use uh and in fact even today it's even easier to get something from the top of a Tibetan mountain into the middle of New York, for example, you know, that's it. And then the research to find out the particular ritual. And that's why is it reversed? Because it's come from a, a god or a demon and blah, blah, blah. It's cursed. That's that's the tragedy of the creatures as well. Um, Dracula Untold had a good crack at it, you know, telling Vlad's story before he became Dracula. That he has cursed to walk the earth, you know, that's perfect. Same as Wolfman, you know, it's a curse, it's not a present Frankenstein's monster. You know, once again, he's cursed, he didn't ask to be brought to life. He's a mad scientist that did it. Um, these tales have served as a warning as much as anything, you know, they're 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 developed and they come from the human psyche, they come from us trying to rationalize the world and keep ourselves safe 
that was what makes the human creature so unique. But now you've got these kids, because they are, they're adult babies that are pomp- live pampered lifestyles and their whole thing is just, uh, oh, this, I can't think of anything new. Let's just use something there and do it. And especially the movie industry, the movie industry has just become horrendous. There's no passion there anymore. There's a handful of directors, I mean, count them one hand, of directors that are still passionate. Most of them are just dialing it in. They're just, it's a gig for money and they don't care. And the studios don't care because they hate the audience. They see the audience stupid and the audience will just turn up. It's the same, it's a fast food chain. Like I said, it's fast food chains don't try, but you know what you're going there. But when you go to watch a movie, you kind of, you expect something, and there's also this thumbing your nose down of horror fans. You know, oh, it's a horror movie. It's for horror fans. They don't care. They're stupid. You know what I mean? That's the attitude. And it, things, I guess, kind of bring it to the fore, but I could watch it, right? I could watch this again in the background, so let me put it this way. There was enough... Clemens' character annoyed me because of just the way he was inserted, and it was just so obvious... Uh, couldn't be arsed with them. But the rest of the characters in this are actually quite decent. The way the... Now, the storylines are a bit stupid, but you've got good characters in this, and you do get good bits of tension when they get a chance to actually betray it. And, like I said, the ship is great. It looks the part. You get that claustrophobia. Etc. I'm... Oh, why did they stick the coffins in the nets? They stuck them in the cargo nets, not actually on the deck. No, and it was that's another stupid thing. You put sacks in the, you know, I mean, things like that, especially precious cargo, you strap the bloody deck, you don't have it hanging. Uh, that was another stupid thing they've done because they needed it to fall and crack open. Because, yeah, um, yeah, stupid things like that that take away from what could have been a really tight thrilling drama. They could have taken a leaf from the witch's book. Think about Robert Eggers, the way he wrote the witch. The witch wasn't featured that much in it. It was a tension between the family as the you know the paranoia sets in. This was the perfect setting for it. Look at the the Stroma. Well, I'm not gonna we're talking about it on Tuesday, but you could use the elements of the uh the plight of the crew in the Nostromo. Because you don't see the alien that much. It's not like the aliens jumping out. Dracula was jumping out every other scene, going, Bwahahaha. you know. Of the monster, keep the shadow, especially without CGI. Should have shown less. But there you go. There's my review. Um, I would stick it on in the background again. You know, it wasn't like totally hit it. It was just so disappointing. There was no need for. Once again, it wasn't budget. It was storytelling. Just sort of storytelling out. Get that down and everything else falls into place. But there you go. Um, do you agree, disagree? Have you seen this? Uh, let me know what you think. Um, once again, Chris, thanks very much for the Blu-ray. I appreciate the talk because honestly, I wouldn't have watched this because of all the guff. I wouldn't even have um, seen it. 
I don't agree with the way the internet goes and talks about these movies because it just becomes stupid. You don't get to actually go into the nitty gritty of the highs and whys. It just becomes, oh, you hate this, you're in this camp, and blah blah blah, and and kind of see why. Just lazy, lazy writing again. But said of eight. Um, thanks everyone that tuned in. Um, as always, keep up to the channel, do the typey clicky things. Until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>